2: Good morning, Lee. Hey there, Tara. I don't think people realize the the shocking level of the warf, warfare against Trump. Yeah. Right now um and, and what he's going through.
0: No, absolutely. I don't think many I, Republicans realize. They it.
2: don't know and I think it's a lot of it kind of being not really talked about on Talk Radio um because I think that people are afraid it'll hurt their ratings if Trump appears yep. to be anything but this, you know, Godzilla kind of monster right. that's going to stomp all our enemies. Yeah. Um, I've never seen like this. I did the Battleground podcast on it yesterday. Just for background, um, Bloomberg Billionaire Index estimates that Donald Trump has somewhere between 400 and $600 million cash. The rest is tied up in his businesses. Mm-hmm. Which, any moment now, could be dissolved. Yeah. Okay. So... He, it, it, what they're doing is they know he partially self-funded that 2016 campaign. They need to tie up all of his cash so he can't do it. This is a political tactic, okay? So any moment now he's been found guilty in the fraud, fraud trial, and I went deep into that on the battleground podcast. When you hear the details of that, you will be outraged. There is no fraud here. Yeah. I mean, the, the supposed victim Deutsche Bank testified that they weren't a victim. Yeah. There was no fraud. He did not commit fraud. I'm not going to go into it. I already have. Okay. And still, uh, it didn't matter. This is a kangaroo court. Okay. So here's what happened. Letitia James, the, the attorney general, asked for um, $370 million fine for Trump because they got to get all that money out of his bank account so he can't sell fund. And judge said, hey, you know what? I'm going to go a step further. I'm going to do something you aren't even asking for. Attorney General, I think I'll dissolve Trump's businesses. You heard that right. No. Now, he hasn't done it yet. He could still reverse himself, but he put it on the table. He is a Democrat donor and specifically a Biden donor who has tried Trump, found him guilty of fraud before any evidence was even presented to the court. So this is a true kangaroo court here. Mm -hmm. American people don't understand this, though. And so all the campaign ads are going to be saying, hey, he was found guilty of fraud, blah, blah, blah. So he is on the verge of losing $370 million and having his businesses dissolved, okay? Even if he appeals and wins the appeals, I'm doubtful on that because understand the Democrats control the New York justice system from top to bottom. It's not a real justice system um, anymore. It's just, it looks like one on the surface, but it's not. It is a weaponized former Russian style system, USSR style system, and that is what it is. Okay, they were giddy yesterday in the mainstream media over Uh, this—the fact that Trump is going broke, his money is tied up, he can't fight them, and they may be able to break him further because if the judge orders the dissolution of his of his business empire, because what would this do? This would shut. He can't do business in New York anymore. It shuts down your businesses, all of them. Doors slam shut. Now they're talking about their giddy selling off his properties. This is a montage yesterday from mainstream media.
3: Judge Kaplan can direct the Trump properties be sold and they're not going to sell at the best prices. They're going to sell at fire sale prices. There's a a meme on the Internet right now renamed E. Jean Carroll Tower uh, on Fifth Avenue in New York. Once he's exhausted his appeals and if he's lost, uh, he will have to pay. Um, And if not pay, sell properties off.
2: Right. So you're going to have a leftist judge selling your properties off um, by law, controlling the prices that can be gotten. This is absolute they're breaking the man. Yeah. And anybody watching this is learning that with no victim you can be convicted of fraud um, in a blue state and financially destroyed. Then there's also the Gene Carroll verdict. That was a joke too. Uh, $83 million. I mean, Lee, there's Absolutely no evidence tying him to her yeah. of any kind. I mean, that they ever were even in the department store. She couldn't even say what year the rape happened. She said 94. Then she said maybe 95. Then she said maybe 96. And again, she first appeared in 2019 in New York Magazine wearing the dress by Donna Karan She said he, she wore when he raped her. And she said it was in 94. Donna Karan wouldn't make that dress till years later. I mean, this was easy. In, in a red court system, this had been thrown out. But this is not that. This is a tactic to break Trump financially as punishment to make sure that nobody challenges them in the future, but also most importantly, so he can't self-fund. Now, put that together with this headline. Trump political action committees spent fifty million dollars on legal fees last year, anticipated he will spend another fifty two hundred million dollars more this year. So they're draining him his campaign funds. Mm-hmm. Draining, draining, draining the campaign funds. Um, this is the kind of not very sexy, not very fun stuff. It's fun to watch Trump fire away at them. But you've got to have a grassroots. You have got to have a machine on the ground. The Democrats do. That's how they win. They get people out to early voting. Two of our swing state Republican parties are bankrupt. There will be no get out the vote um, effort whatsoever in two of the six. The RNC uh, is practically bankrupt. Right now, people do not like Ronna McDaniel. They do not trust her. And they have stopped uh, largely donating money. The small donors who like Trump don't trust her. And the big donors watched her fritter away to winnable elections, uh, spending money on everything from plastic surgery to limos. And they're just like, no, I'm not doing it. She was transferring, she was using money for Trump rallies. So Trump didn't have to, so that he could then use his money from the campaign funds. For legal fees, donors figured it out. Hey, wait, I'm paying Trump's campaign funds. I'm not getting Republicans elected. They stopped donating. The Republican Party is in a tremendous amount of trouble right now. And that's not being told to people. It gets worse. The The main Joe Biden super PAC just shattered the biggest ever ad buy in American history. $250 million. Last year's ad buy... Buy, this is the main super pack for Joe Biden was $150 million total. They just bought $250 million. What they did was they went in and bought up all the ad space. The ads aren't in them yet, right? They went in and bought up all the ad space to lock it in so we can't buy it.
0: Yeah.
2: And we can't buy it because we're broke. Now, this ad space is just ad space, okay? They're going to hold it and drop their ads in. They could use that for Michelle Obama. They could use that for whoever they want to yeah. run or they could use it for Joe. Doesn't matter. But they got it. They bought up the ad space.
0: But the main thing is they've bought up the space because in in a broadcast industry, you sell time.
2: Yes, you sell time.
0: There are no extra time that is created, period. And there are limitations on the amount of time that you can uh, make available for advertising to begin with under FCC rules, whether you're a TV or a radio station. So you have a limited quantity that is dictated by the government. Then you go in and buy up all that time and you keep the opposition from doing that mm-hmm. from from being able to purchase anything then if you have the social media and the networks on your side to censor anything that is news yep. related to the opposition you can keep them from that as well
2: this is how crazy this is okay so the 250 million dollar ad buy comes out of Biden's main package the largest ad buy ever in history again that same pack last time all of 2020 spent 150 million it just spent 250 and they haven't even done the bulk of their fundraising next Quarter year. Quarter billion for those on Common that's, Core math. That's incredible. Okay, so how's Trump's main super PAC doing? Um, they raised Trump's main super PAC in the last six months raised forty six million dollars.
0: Barely a drop in the bucket in comparison.
2: Right, and Trump's personal campaign. So that's not his PAC, not not the main PAC, but Trump's personal campaign blew fifty million dollars last year on legal funds. So I don't mean to. I just want to give you the background of what is happening right now. Um, because I, 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 we're going to have to get people out to vote to save the Senate and the House. Mm-hmm. You've got to go out. No matter how you feel about what candidate you like, you've got to go out to vote to save the Senate and the House. You have to in November. Because we're going to be up against a tsunami of money like we have never seen and a censorship machine like we have never seen. Yeah. And um, on top of all of that, Zero Hedge has this incredible article this morning just documenting, to us, the border situation is real. It is being absolutely blacked out by the mainstream media. If they cover it all, they're covering the trucker convoy, which is like the convoy, what do they call it? The uh, convoy of God or something. Yeah, I forgot what it is. very unfortunately named. Freedom Convoy is the one in Canada that got um, named.
0: You heard about what happened in Canada, that they had a victory there the uh the prime minister there was told that uh, what you did was unconstitutional and illegal yeah but sadly it's, we've still got a situation going on yeah. here
2: the uh article's called the spooky blackout of border news and so it's really easy if you listen to talk radio you watch fox news or newsmax or something you know all about it they don't Yeah, I mean, and then you have MSNBC and
0: CNN covering the president coming out and saying, if Congress will just give me what I need, I'll take care of the border right now. No, 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 no. no. You are boldface lying right there, and it is documentable. You have, and as as, uh, the Speaker of the House, Johnson, has been saying, he has everything he needs to do, anything he wants to do about the border, right
2: now. Right now. Meanwhile, the RNC is so broke. We have just not we we have just 9 million dollars cash on hand. We're 9 months from an election and the RNC just had to take out a new credit line. Let me tell you what what needs to happen right now. Okay? Ronnie McDaniel has got to go. She has we can't do this with her anymore. We can't pay for any more plastic surgeries for her. We can't have any more limos. We can't have any more first class flights. Donors won't do, donate she's almost become a weapon of the Bush regime to defeat and the Romney regime to defeat Trump. I mean, I, I, she's so bad. I'm honestly wondering if this isn't sabotage. Um, she, she's got to go. Nobody trusts her. The big money donors don't trust her. The small money donors don't trust her. We have got to have grassroots. Meanwhile, Charlie Kirk's organization uh, came out. They have identified 4.5 million, what they call detached Republican voters in the six swing states. We can go get them. Some of them we have to register. But there's nobody to do it. We have, understand this, Lee, this is shocking to me as, a, as somebody who's run a statewide campaign. We have no on-the-ground voter registration operation right now. None. The Democrats, meanwhile, have registered 100,000 Democrats across the six swing states for just 20 million bucks. They have enough people registered right now in those swing states. They don't even need to cheat. Meanwhile... Charlie Kirk's trying to figure out how to go reach those 4.5 million while Ronna sucks up whatever money's left. And poor Scott Pressler, just a dude, right? Some long-haired hippie dude. He's a Republican. He's going around registering people to vote. He's registered hundreds of thousands his organization has on a shoestring budget while Ronna gets her hair done and gets plastic surgery and chases the donors off. So something's got to give... You know what I would do at this point? Ronna's got to go... And Scott Pressler should be the head of the RNC, or bring in Ron DeSantis. He'll get it done. He knows how to run grassroots. He flipped Florida by 20 points. So I mean, somebody, anybody, I don't, I don't care who. I just, I, I don't care. But our side needs to begin to talk about this. She has to go. We are gonna lose. She is not running an early voting campaign. She is not running a registration campaign. She has no turnout the vote campaign. And she just opened a line of credit. Was she gonna get more plastic surgery? I don't know. But we're in trouble, folks. We can still begin to fix it, but we have to start now. And and you know what it's going to start with? There's one person who who could push her out, and that's Trump. He endorsed her twice. That's why we have her. He needs to start saying she has got to go. She's got to go. He could push her out. He's got the power to do it if he'd start talking. Good morning. All right, so unbelievable. Um Taylor Swift can twenty percent of voters I don't know that I would admit this to another human being. Twenty percent of voters says Taylor say Taylor Swift can tell them how to vote. They'll listen if Taylor says they will. Um Taylor Swift told them to go register. At a particular site, traffic to that site went up 2,600% uh, in an hour. Do I don't know if I'd be messing with Taylor Swift? That's just me. Trump attacked her yesterday. I just, she hadn't attacked him first. I just don't know that that's what I would have done. Um, uh, But that's kind of where we are. So we have to hope Joe Biden is bad enough. That, that carries us through kind of where we are right now. Meanwhile, we had some good news, and this is exactly what we need to be doing. Uh, the committee in question has voted to impeach gus We need to hold these impeachment hearings. We need to make the American people aware. If you listen to talk radio, you know what's going on at the border. The American people are just now learning about it. Unbelievable clip yesterday from Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's in the committee. She is talking about how cartel fentanyl trafficking is killing people and how women are being systematically raped. Almost every woman who comes across the border by the cartels is raped if they come up through the Darien Gap. And she's she's talking about this. And the Democrats are laughing. They are literally laughing. Uh, you can't hear them laugh in the video if you watch the vid- the, the committee clip. You can see it. They are laughing. Take a listen to her calling them out. The cartels with Secretary Mayorkas are making over $13 billion a year in human trafficking while my Democrats are laughing. Is that funny to you? Human trafficking is not funny. She's yelling at them because you are literally laughing while she's talking. Unbelievable. This is where we are. Uh, so also uh, overnight, I uh, hit this earlier, I'm going to hit it again. An admission from Anthony Blinken, our Secretary of State. W- We're in a situation in the Middle East that we haven't been in in, in, in terms of danger level, he said, in at least 50 years, if not ever. This is an incredible statement uh, coming from our Secretary of State yesterday. I'll, uh, I'll play it for you, and, I, and I'm going to tell you why he'd say it.
0: Very important to note that this is an incredibly volatile time in the Middle East. Um, I would argue that we've not seen a situation as as dangerous as the one we're facing now across the region since at least 1973, and arguably uh, even, uh, even before that.
2: Potentially ever. Why would he say that? He's the Secretary of State. Look, he's looking out for number one. And you don't, what it, What that tells me is we're about to bury three soldiers and they expect this to get much worse. And they don't want to look like they're caught flat-footed. So what do you do? It's not pre- it's, it's it's not something you want to do, but you come out and admit, hey, it, we've made a mess. It's a mess. And that way you can say, yes, we know we're monitoring it, but we are aware you don't want to be caught flat-footed and look unaware so this is Blinken throwing Biden under the bus and saying yes it's it's the worst in 50 years this is an admission they have bungled the Middle East and could be dragging us into war at a level that is quite frankly historic so I thought I'd play this this is Joe Biden talking about how Trump is going to get us in a war with Iran because he assassinated Solomon. Trump, mind you, is going to get us into a war with Iran. You know what's weird about this clip, too? If you watch Biden's clips every day like I do, boy, I mean, he was so decrepit on the 2020 campaign trail. But boy, does he sound so much clearer than he does now when he speaks. You can hear the difference uh, just in his voice. Just You could just see the degradation uh, in Biden listening to this clip. He can't even speak this well now.
3: The world has changed because of what Trump has done, and the American people, including independents and some Republicans, know how bad he is. Know how much he's misrepresented. Know how he's getting close to getting us in a war. I said as the walls closing in this man, I'm worried he's going to get us to war in Iran. Unfortunately, I may have been right. The fact of the matter is, there's a lot at stake in this election.
2: Well, yeah. Um. Wh- and, and so now you have your own secretary of state trying to save his reputation and career and he's throwing you under the bus. You're anyway, like, I, we're in a situation we haven't been in in 50 years, maybe ever. Well, that includes the time Trump was in office. So they're telling you how bad this is. And it's very scary. It's very scary. Okay, uh, we'll be right back in just a moment. more likely to answer no. In other words, we have moved to the point where the plurality of employers, if they see a college degree from a major college, are like, uh-uh, no, can't, no can not do. They're going to be crazy. 41% said, wait, okay, if the, the applicant has a college degree from a major college. Is, these are new graduates, not people, not people in their 40s or 50s, new grads. That's who they were asking about. Wait, that person's got a college degree from a major university. I am less likely to hire them. Their resume is going in the bin. 41% said no. No, I don't want them. Just 10% said a degree from a major college would make them more likely to hire you. An additional 42% said it made no difference. It doesn't matter anymore the businesses surveyed in the last year had opened jobs that previously had only been open to college um college degree individuals to the general public and of those 30 30 percent said we're going to open more this year we're going to open more jobs so all i'm saying to you is if you're a young person and you don't really have a good feeling about going to college mom and dad want you to because they don't you don't know what else to do if you are going to college because you don't know what else to do and you feel you should do something don't don't this is uh, a a tiktok video of a girl who has paid down her loans and can't get anywhere i have paid
4: one hundred and twenty thousand dollars and i still owe
2: seventy six how the is this possible it's called compound interest she's broke and she's young she's like late 20s look if you know for sure you want to be a doctor you know for sure you want to be a rocket scientist then you need to go to school if you don't know why you're going to college it's okay to say you know what i'm gonna do something else I'm going to go to Greenville Tech for a couple of semesters. I'm going to learn how to cut hair. I'm going to learn how to weld. I'm going to learn how to be a plumber because I don't know what to do. And I need a job now. And maybe, you know, five years to now, I'll do something else. Because I don't know what to do. If you got to do something, don't go in to debt. I love this story. This is Todd Pyro this morning interviewing an 18-year-old kid who said to his parents, you know what, I'm not going to college. Yeah, I still want to. I, I, I am going to take out a big loan though. It's going to be over $100,000 but I'm going to buy a bagel shop. How'd that work out for him? He's 18 and he's getting ready to open his second location. It wasn't always easy. His parents freaked out, understandably. And I'm doing this thing this morning because I know some of you kids are in the car, especially you high school kids. It's okay to follow your heart. It's okay to listen to that gut that says it's not for me. It's okay to go, you know what? Societal expectations, maybe not for me. I'm giving you permission right now. You go follow your dreams. This guy did. Take a listen. A
3: teenager in New Jersey is living the American dream, and he didn't need a college education to do it. Milo Klotzkin took out a loan last year to buy all-star bagels instead of spending that money on tuition. And his shop is doing so well, he has now added donuts to his menu and is looking to open up a second store. New Jersey's own Milo Klotzkin joins me now. Milo, great to have you here. Why did you make the decision to go dough instead of diploma?
4: Um, I made made that decision due to the fact that college I knew wasn't for me and that that the business, the bagel business was for me, that's how I grew up in the the restaurant industry and I knew that I wanted to do something with food and this is the choice that I decided to do other than college due to the fact that the college route was off for me.
3: You know we said in the introduction that you're doing well, how well is it going for you so far?
4: Um, my numbers are up 7% from the last year. Uh, we increased uh, we increased revenue uh, due to the fact that we provide better services, uh, better food, and uh, just a better environment in the store. Sure.
3: What's the reaction when you tell people or they come in the store and see this 18-year-old kid, you, in charge?
4: Well, you get a lot of reactions. You get, wow, that's so good, or you get... Uh, uh, who are you uh, you're not going to. it just depends on the person and uh, it depends on the person it depends on the people's attitude that day it depends on uh, what happened or what the situation is if they have good food then they thank this say thank you for my food is delicious uh, we'll come back. Look, despite your success, do you still think
3: there's a stigma out there against people like you who do not go to college, who say, you know what, I'm just going to enter the working world now because I think that's the best decision for me?
4: Of course, there's a stigma out there. I've had people tell me just to go to college and uh, just to give up the bagel store, um, just because it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be here forever, and it's not going to be. Uh, it's not going to be a staple job, where uh, a college degree, you're going to get a staple job, hypothetically, uh, right out of college, and knowing where you're going to make it here. Well, hypothetically is the right word
3: there, because there's no guarantee you're going to get any job coming out of college. When you told your parents, I know they're both in similar businesses, but what was their reaction when you told them, hey, you know, I'm not going to college?
4: Um, my mom's reaction was really worse than really the worst, because um, my sister went to college, my brother's in college. And it was. Uh, it, it took a couple weeks to convince them that it was not gonna. It was not gonna happen. They knew I was indecisive about going, but once I had a plan and I had uh, an action plan, it added. Uh, it added better support for them. And They were very happy with what I decided to do because I'm happier now than I would have been at college.
2: He did take out a big loan, over a hundred thousand dollars. So be what he'd take out to go to college. Think about this for a minute. Suppose things turn on him and he loses the bagel business. He grew 7% over last year, so he's doing good right now. But what if he lost the bagel business? What is he he walking away with? Something he can't get in college. Management experience. You've run a business on your own. Congratulations, you can go get a job as a manager. And you're still way ahead of everybody else with a $100,000 loan who's working as a barista and hasn't even made it into management yet. So I just want to do this segment because I know young people are in the cars right now. I'm giving you permission to... Pave a different path. Now go do it. Go do it. You know who you are if I'm talking to you. Just go do it. Good morning. Okay. Quick health warning. Every once in a while, I get a chance to really use this microphone for good. I'm going to do that right now. If... Your child is, seems to have a flu-like condition. If you suspect, hey, maybe my child has strep. Um, if you've taken your child or yourself or someone you love or you're a doctor, most especially I want medical professionals to hear this this morning. There is a um, kind of strep, a weird kind of strep going around the upstate. And this particular kind of strep just killed a 10-year-old. She went to karate practice had been fighting what they thought was the flu for a couple of weeks, uh, went to karate practice, went to bed, and didn't wake up. She had strep in her blood. They got the autopsy back. Three people have died from this kind of strep. Now, people die from strep in America, uh, about six to 8,000 a year due when they let it go untreated. But this wasn't untreated. Her mother took her to no less than three doctors. And they did a strep test. And that's what's unusual about this strain of strep. They did a rapid strep test, negative. No, uh, none of the blisters in the throat that doctors are used to seeing. I had a doctor tell me, I've never seen strep like this before. Doesn't register on the rapid test. Can't see it. So if you have a flu that won't go away, if you've had the strep test, if you're a doctor's office that uses the rapid strep test, this is what you need to do. You need to culture every one of those strep tests. Three people have died this way now in the upstate that we know of. Um, From strep that just... Doesn't present the way that it normally does, and it will beat it beats the um, rapid strep test. So, what do you need to do? When you, if if you have had the strep test and it was negative, you need to go back to the doctor and say I need a culture, I, I, I not the rapid. I need the culture, and keep going until you find a doctor that will give you one. Um, most doctors will give it to you if you ask for the culture. They will. You need to culture. You need a culture for that strep test. If you are a doctor, you need to start culturing all your strep tests. And not just relying on the rapid. I know a lot of doctors do. Some don't, though. And that's what happened to this little girl They got a rapid strep test. Wasn't cultured. That's how they missed it. And she's unfortunately passed away. Her mom did all the right things. Three separate doctors. So if you have flu-like conditions and they haven't gone away, the strep got in her blood. Um, And again, this is the third one like this with this very weird strain of strep uh, that's going on. So I'm. if you work in a doctor's office, tell everybody... Um, and again, if this is you and you've gotten that negative strep test, you need to call a doctor and say, was it a rapid test? Did you culture it? And if no, you need to get back to the doctor now because this is spreading in our community. And we know that from the autopsy. So, uh, this is just really weird version of strep. I had a doctor tell me like, who's been practicing for decades. I've never seen strep like this. This is, this is very strange. Normally you'll catch it. Uh, the saddest thing is $10 worth of, of, of amoxicillin would have saved this child if they'd known to administer it. Um, so I am certain this is being missed in this community right now. So if that sounds like you, I've got this weird flu, I'm run down and won't go away. I've been to the doctor. Strep test right now. Go get a strep test. Cultured. Cultured. Not the rapid test. You want to, the, and they'll do the rapid test too. That's fine. But you need the culture. Um, and just tell everybody that, you know, if you know somebody who's been sick like that. So, um, just a reminder for those of you who are in medicine, doctors, others going to work this morning right now, you're a nurse, um, something you can do to save lives in our community right now. Again, three people have died from this kind of strep in our community that we know of. Uh, text to rights. Tara, my son's rapid strep test came back negative a few weeks ago. Luckily, we have a great doctor who did the culture without being asked to. My son had strep. Oh, this is Marcus. Good job. Get the culture. If you're driving and you half missed what I said, text me and I will repeat it for you. You want me to write it down so you can ask your doctor? Get the culture. The rapid test will not will not catch it. Your doctor is going to say you, pro- you don't have strep. You don't have the fever, you know, the, the blisters you get in your throat your doctor looks for. That is a mark of this kind of strep. There's no blisters. There's no blisters. So getting the word out to doctors. I'm going to do this over the next couple of days. Bear with me. One of these rare times I can save lives with this microphone, and I like to take the time to do that when I find out about something uh, like this. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network